Life gets hard when you get down. I'm just trying to figure my shit out. What's going on, guys? My name is Mark Anthony Joe. And I'm Grace Frisella. And uh, welcome to the show. Welcome to the show. Welcome back, anyway. Um, I should be saying welcome back to us. It's been so long since Grace and I have sat here um, and recorded a show, man. It's probably it's probably been four or five weeks, uh, I would say. And so, sorry, we've missed you guys. We really have um, missed you guys more than I can say. And we definitely are going to give you guys a little life update. Grace has uh, something that she wants to, to get into later on today. And so, um, so excited, excited, excited. Uh, Grace, how you feeling today? It's been a it's been a long work day, right? You know, Mark, I'm tired. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not gonna lie, I'm tired. I'm tired too, man. We we've been going. Honestly, I was I was thinking about this um, the other night, though. I was laying down. You know, I was exhausted. Uh, I think I was up late just trying to finish my to do list for the day, and um, and I laid down. And I couldn't help but acknowledge that, like, even though I was exhausted, it was like a really, really good, um, it was just a, like, it was a good tired. It's not a good tired when you're feeling it, but when you lay down at night and, like, you know that you gave it hell that day, um, you know, that, I don't know, there's something about that kind of tired that I can tolerate more than just, like, the day-to-day, you know, just monotony or whatever, or just the boring kind of tired. Um. Yeah, this isn't boring tired necessarily. I think for me, I don't know if it's as much as like, I'm going to be really straight up honest right now. I don't know if it's as much of me like giving it hell as it is like it giving doing you everything <laughs> I can to make it through. <laughs> You're just, I'm not gonna lie, that's really where I've been at for like the past like four weeks. You're just trying to survive. Man. I am just trying to get by. Yeah. I mean, I'm still giving it my all. Yeah. But it's I don't know that it's quite as intentional as I want it to be right now because so many moving parts are happening in our life and I'm just trying to juggle as much as I can. Which yeah, is so so let's give everybody an, uh, a life update. Why don't you kind of just fill them in on... Uh, I, I think I think the last time we recorded was maybe the week before North Coast. Um, really? No, that would be last week. Well, okay. Well, it's been several weeks then. Right, it's well. been... You just said four or five weeks, and okay, then you said okay. last week. Okay, We're talking okay. to two different sorry, things. Sorry, sorry. You know, time passes so fast. Did we I, talk I, about I, New York yet? We talked about I, New I York. Think we did, yeah. Okay, so the last time that we recorded maybe was when we came back from New York. Okay, so after we came back from New York, um, we, we went to dinner with my parents that same week. Um, I came home from dinner. Mark and I drove separately to dinner. I came home from dinner... I was expecting Mark to come home from dinner right after me. An hour passed, and I knew, you know, I know that m- some of my ladies out there will understand this feeling, but maybe some of my the, my guy friends out there too, but you know when you just have a feeling, you're like, something's up, something's up. Well, I had that feeling, and I didn't know. I was like, I'm not worried about, like, you know, I was concerned if Mark was okay, I wasn't worried that he was up to no good, but I knew, I knew that something was like off. So he walked in the door and I said, what's going on? He's like, what do you mean? I said, I I just, I just know something's going on. What's going on? He's like, well, what did you say? (laughs) I think I'm going to sell the house. (laughs) He said, I texted the realtor. I think I'm going to sell the house. I said, oh, did you? 
He goes, and yeah, tomorrow morning at 9.45, I need you to cancel your pre-existing appointment that you've had booked for two weeks and walk through this building with me because I think it's uh, I think it's where I'm going to put the coffee shop. And I was like, I've literally had this appointment booked for two weeks. And he's like, well... I did it as a favor, so you can either walk through it and see it, or you. But either way, I'm getting it, so I'm like, okay, awesome. So we walked through. Um, this was the Friday morning. We were leaving for Minneapolis Friday afternoon, so we walked through the building. It was beautiful, um, and then uh, we met with the realtor shortly after and listed the house uh, or got ready to list the house, got everything in order. Went to Minneapolis for a wedding. It was awesome. Um, and then came back uh, Monday. We like speed cleaned the whole house before the we came back realtor on photographer. Monday. We came back at like midnight on Sunday night. Oh, yeah, midnight. After going Sunday. to the yeah, state exactly. fair, yes. which was very cool. We ate a lot of disgusting. I like it was like great, but I felt I've never felt so nasty the, in my the entire Minnesota life. Minnesota State Fair is an extraordinary and repulsive. <laughs> and extremely uh, enjoyable experience all at the same time because you go there and and you just like I don't know if this is what everybody does but what we did is we we almost it was like we kind of all without even saying it we're on the same page that we were gonna literally try every single one of these foods that they have here and you can't even you can't find you cannot find. Uh, like a quote unquote healthy food at the fair, like you, and not in Minnesota anyway. Like the healthiest thing you could buy is these giant pickles that they put on a stick. You pickle can, on a stick. Yeah, you can buy a pickle on a stick, but that's really it. Outside of that, it's French fries, fried pickles, um, nitro ice cream, uh, these chocolate chip cookies that were like to die for. Yeah, what were they called? Sweet Martha's or Martha's, something. Martha's. Yeah. So we literally, I mean, we tried everything, everything to the point where like. Uh, the couple that we were with, the husband, he was like, man, I think I'm going to throw up. <laughs> <I think I'm> <laughs> Brady. <laughs> and I'm like, Brady, stop being soft, man. Stop being soft. Go get some more cookies, I would you? Love Brady. And he did, too, uh, man. It's not like Brady to say no to that I stuff. I know. So, um, so, we, so we didn't get back from Minnesota until, yeah, well past midnight. We booked a late Sunday flight night. on purpose so that we could go to the fair, and it was well worth it. But then the realtor photographer was realtors photographer was coming on monday at noon and we to had to house, like yeah. mow to, the to lawn and like deep clean the house and get all of the stuff in the garage that wasn't supposed to be in the picture so we were like running around like little ants in our house like it was nuts it was like crazy. i mean you go, you should have seen me when the when my real estate agent showed up he must have thought like what is going on like, do you mark remember what like, i looked like oh yeah like mark's hair was going in eight million different directions and he was literally soaked like drenched, drenched in sweat, in sweat and, because i was speed oh, mowing the lawn with a push mower <laughs> I'm sure our neighbors, I mean, I'm sure our neighbors think we're crazy for a lot of reasons. Yeah. But that day, I especially think that they thought we were nuts. But anyways, all right. So that was um, that was a couple of weeks ago. And then the, the Friday of that week, we left for Chicago for a three-day music festival. And um, I was only the second three-day music festival that I've been to. Um, Three days is a long ass time yeah, when you're at a, a music festival. It's a long time. I mean, it's great. We, we only like, went Friday, Saturday. Then we didn't even. We basically didn't even go on. We Sunday. went for like the last two shows on yeah. Sunday, um, and 
we went with a, a big group. It was very fun. Saturday night, I was the last one to get back to the hotel room. I was supposed to have a spot in bed um, <laughs> next to my friend Kate. And I was so... I'm going to say it. I'm so fucking pissed, you guys. I was so <laughs> mad. <laughs> because... Matt, I walked in the room and he passed out on top of the comforter next to Kate where I was supposed to be sleeping. Everyone else in the room, it's at 4 a.m. at this point. Everyone else in the room has been asleep for hours. There is no, it's a Holiday Inn Express, right? There's no, it's not a Hilton where they have like extra sheets and shit. Like we were like, we we're just doing the, the budget way. Okay. So I was fine until it wasn't and there was no extra sheets. No extra pillows. So I literally got, <laughs> threw on a hoodie and used a wet towel. There were only two towels. They only gave us two towels for the room. So I used a wet towel as a blanket and slept on the floor in a hotel room. You guys, that is like, I mean. That was a low point. That was a low point. That was a low <laughs> point. And I was like pretty much sober. So I was like, this is awful. Like, you know, if you pass out on the, like, the floor drunk, like that's a whole different thing. That's one thing. But like, no. I was like fully awake and aware and just really trying to get some sleep. So the next day I was like totally miserable um, and tired. And then like that night, Mark decided instead of staying one more night in Chicago, we wanted to make the four and a half hour drive straight through back after the festival. So I'm sleeping in the car. It's like 3.30 in the morning. Mark wakes me up. I'm in the passenger seat. It's pouring rain. And he's like, hey, I think I need you to drive right now. Like, you guys, he woke me up out of a dead sleep after I got one hour of sleep the day before and thought <laughs> it was safe for me, who I am convinced that I'm night blind. Okay, so if you ever ride with me in the dark, good luck. But the dark and the rain, like, in the middle of Illinois, where there is no streetlights. Like, we are in the woods, okay? We are in the woods in Illinois. And he's like, hey, I need you to drive. I'm like, there are two men in the back seat who are probably way more capable of driving Listen, than I, I am right I now. Trust, I don't trust anybody to drive my car. <laughs> so if somebody's going to crash it, it's going to be brother, me or it's you. Well, yeah, your brother drives like I'm a I'm not psycho. letting anybody else crash it. But know? Murph, Murph, I don't know how Murph drives. Yeah. I've never been in the car with Murph. But anyway, so we get back on Monday morning and honestly, I feel like we would have had a more productive day had we just stayed in Chicago and drove that morning. That morning. Yeah, we probably would have. We, we saved, a, well, I don't know, 200 bucks, but I don't know. It's worth it. We'll see for next time. But um, yeah, we did not, I, I literally could not get out of bed. That's when uh, Mark and Murph recorded the last episode. I, I literally could not get out of bed for yeah, you Monday were, you were and hurting. Tuesday. And, and it wasn't even like, it was the weirdest thing. I had like an ocular headache. So like, I, I like basically just could not see and was super nauseous. Mark thought I was just being a baby bath bitch, but I, I promise you, like, yeah, but you've never seen me bedridden like that. Like, I, I, I know. Yeah, she was, she was like, really I literally, really couldn't get out of bed. So, anyway, so caught, I was spent, we spent this week catching up on work, or I did at least. Mark's pretty on top of his stuff. And, uh, and our house, uh, or our lease for our apartment, we signed. Um, Mark signed the, so we signed. So in the past, like three and a half weeks, guys, just to give you, like I, you know, Grace just gave you a, a, a play by play, but like to like really stack it up and put it in perspective. In the last three and a half weeks, we have like had to travel twice. Okay, uh, yep. So two weekends in a row, 
we traveled three weekends we, in a row. Oh, three week, yeah, three weekends in a row. We we traveled and went out of town. Uh, in between time, we put our house up for sale, found a new apartment, signed the lease on a new apartment. Also signed the lease, decided we were gonna open a coffee shop, signed a lease on a on a building on a, a three year lease on a building for a coffee shop. Um, and now I have been scrambling around. Like I typically, um, you know, operate as, as, you know, the, the leader, so to speak of the company that Grace and I own together and operate together. Um, so in the midst of it all, I'm like, okay, Grace, like spur of the moment. Hey, I'm going to, I'm going to do this coffee shop thing. I'm going to open this coffee shop. Um, I have an awesome idea and I think I can change the game, but here's the catch. I need you to run posted by yourself, okay? Like, fine, totally by myself with yeah. Matt, Matt's help, but like, oh, yeah, yeah, totally yeah. restructure. Yeah, we're totally restructuring. How we're hey, running our hey, business. I'm stepping out. Yeah, I'm stepping out, and I need you and Matt to be able to do this on your own. And then, so completely dumped a ton of extra responsibilities, both on Grace and Matt's plate, and then uh, am just building this coffee shop, coffee shop from scratch. I've never owned a coffee shop. I've never even worked in a restaurant before. I don't know where to start. So this has just been. Uh, it's been and you it, ran thirty miles. Oh yeah, and then we forgot about this. and then this past weekend, uh, which is our first weekend without traveling in four weeks, um, I was like, yeah, I, I I signed up, guys. I signed up for this race. Okay, it's called uh, the Last Boy Scout. Which, by the way, if you're a runner, dude, you should look up this race. It was, it was such a well-run event, and then the community was awesome. Like they, they, it was it was really really good. And I've been to some really high-level fitness events. Like I've been to the CrossFit Games. I've been to Wadapalooza. I've been, um, you know, to, to tons of them. That's what I used to do for work. Right. This was a very well-run event. So if you're an endurance person, look it up. It's called the Last Boy Scout, and it's in Goreville, Illinois. But anyway, in like March, I can't remember if it was March or May, but one of those two months. I signed up for this race on a whim. I think it was May. So in May, I signed up for this race on a whim. And I'm like, ah, that's cool. I was running, you know, a fair amount at the time. At least I was in shape. Like, guys, lately I haven't even been working out. So, like, I'm not in shape, um, let alone running. I literally have not run a single time since May, okay? But then it came up in my calendar and I got an email reminder that like, hey, you, you know, the race is this weekend. So it sent me like some preparatory um, email, emails, you know, letting me know the things that I needed and kind of sending me like a, you know, just a checklist anyway. So it reminded me and I'm like, oh, man. So I mentioned it to my friend and my friend was like, yeah, let's do it. You know, my friend, mind you, has never run ever, 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 ever. Like he used to play basketball. That's the only time he's ever run, you know, and and he's 37 years old. So he's like, yeah, let's do it. So I'm like, okay, I haven't been training. He's like, man, I never ran. I, I've n I've never run a single mile, like just for leisure. Like, so we're 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 in the same boat. So I'm like, okay. So we drive out there. It's a two hour drive. All right, because the race starts at six a.m. and it's a two hour drive. We're like, man, we're either gonna have to wake up and leave at three a.m. to get out there by five and then run, you know, start this race. Or we can drive out the night before, get a decent night's sleep and sleep in a little bit later and wake up and then run, right, after after sleeping. All right, so the, the thing about this race or this event is it's, it's called the Last Boy Scout because it's literally a last man standing event, which means that there is not a fixed distance, okay? There's a fixed pace that you have to run, all right? And the fixed pace that we were running was we were running 4.3 miles every hour on the hour, until 
And like, and until there's no one left, until there's only one runner left. Okay, every hour on the hour until there's only one runner left, and you don't know, you don't know these people that you're running with. You don't know how much experience they have. You don't know how bad they're hurting, how close they are to quitting, right? But you just all start. And as long as you make it back to the starting line, um, it's like a 4.3 mile loop. As long as you make it back to the starting line by the top of the hour, okay, then all of a sudden another hour starts and you have to be in the start at the starting line when the other when the next hour starts. And that's it. You just keep running these loops. You just keep on running. And if you get back with, with time to spare, then you can rest, you can recover. It was it was freaking awesome, okay? Aside from the fact that I have not run at all um, since May, and I was completely out of shape, just the whole concept of it was really, really cool, right? So I get there. Not only had I not trained, but I get there, and I thought that I signed up for a road race, okay? Like running on pavement. I get there, and we're, we're literally running through the woods, okay? We're running through the woods, you know, into caves, and there's like a waterfall, and up and down hills. Like, it is a trail run, okay? I've got on road running shoes. I don't even have on shoes for running on the trail. I've never done a trail run at all before. My feet are aching. My ankles are aching. My knees are aching. Like, it was, it was bad, guys. If you know me... You know that even without training, like I've literally done a, you know, a 52, what did I, I did a 52 mile run with, with zero training before, you know, I've, I've, uh, went out and did two thirds of an Ironman on three hours of sleep with no training before. So like, it's not, you know, it's not unheard of or unusual per se for me to do something like this, but I fully expected even without training to be able to run like 50 miles. I'm like, okay, I'm going to run at least 50 and then I'll just see how long I can hang on after that. Guys, I literally only could do 30 miles. I literally, I literally only could do 30 miles. Like on the, on the, on the, uh, on the lap that I was, my last lap that I ended up finishing. Like I swear, like I, I, I was having that conversation with myself, <laughs> and it, and it was so urgent. Like it really was. I wanted to stop so bad, but I'm like, no, you can't start a lap and not finish it. Like you're gonna finish, blah blah blah. But I had these two women that were in front of me running. They were both, you know, in their late 30s or early 40s. And I swear these these ladies they were just demoralizing me. Like they were they were my pacers. Like I was using them as a pacer because I knew that they were intentionally pacing themselves and I was just trying to hang on. So I'm like I can't do math and all this other stuff. I'm just trying to I'm just trying to hang on. So so I was using these two ladies as my pacer. They're up there talking about like the four, the local 4H council and like what they're going to be planning next for their event they're talking about like the lake down the road this person just got married like literally taking a leisurely jog we're 30 miles in running trails for you know non-stop and i am hurting and i'm just seeing these two ladies and i say you know what? i'm done i'm done i'm done when the when i finally made it back that lap which i couldn't even hang on um i couldn't even stick with them for the last lap like the last lap i was i was hurting a lot um, I came back and, uh, and it was just, it was really, really humbling. Like it was really, really humbling. I was hurting, but my, uh, I was talking to my, a friend of mine about why I do things like that. And if you've been following me for a while, then you probably have ca caught on like every, every couple months, you know, really, or at least a few times a year, I will just take off and do something that is extremely challenging for me. You know, I'll, I'll, I'll undertake a massive physical task or goal and uh and i'll just run myself into the ground and 
And I, and I actually do that. And I do those things like without training, not like, not from like a ego sense, like, Oh, I don't need even need to train. I do it without training because those things are, are more mental for me than physical. Like they're, I, I literally do them more for the mental health benefits and the, and the mental toughness, you know, that, you, that you're able to acquire through something like that. I do it for that. I don't, in, in fact, I, dude, I'm kind of, of the belief that like running anything more than like one mile is probably like, more, is probably equally counterproductive as it is productive because it's so hard on your joints and your impact, uh, like running is technically a high impact activity, but maybe not one mile, but like, dude, it is not good for you to, to run 50 miles at a time. Okay. Your muscles are deteriorating. Your body's falling apart. Like it's, it's freaking nuts. Um, and so I think that when you do stuff like that, at least when I do stuff like that, I do it for, you know, just a mental toughness, a mental fortitude challenge. And I can't necessarily say that I'm proud of how this past weekend went out, uh, turned out, but I also don't know what I should have expected of myself running on a trail for the first time. So, yeah. So anyway, that, that, that was the icing on the cake for a very, very, very long and hectic, uh, four weeks, you know, with a lot, a lot of changes, like a lot of changes. And I was talking about that recently with a friend too, about change, you know, and like, like, yeah, we changed roles within our company. Uh, we're changing where we live. We're changing how we operate with the dogs because now we're going to be living in a building rather than in a, in a single family home. Um, well, we're, I mean, we change, do, we're changing a lot, but no, I, we're changing a lot. I was reflecting on my life and I swear I can literally, I can honestly say that every single major change that I've had to go through in my whole life has always led to something better on the other side. Like every, every, every single change, like whether they were negative at the time, positive at the time, doesn't matter. Like it, relationships ending, um, new relationships starting, like um, going to prison, um, moving to Missouri, like you know, every single major, every single one, it doesn't matter, good, bad, or indifferent, it doesn't matter how I felt about them at the time, those changes always lead to a life that was richer and, and, and greater than, than, than it was before the change. So, um, so just a kind of side note on today's show, like always embrace change, like embrace, it's so uncomfortable. And I think, and I think that the average person is so averse to change because we get so comfortable in our routine and in our, our typical environment that like anything outside of that, we, we typically shy away from, but if you can condition yourself to embrace change and just roll with it and feel good and feel comfortable and feel confident and in cha in, in the midst of like great change dude that's a it, it's just a game changer so so that was a little life update did we miss anything our dogs got two bad report cards in daycare oh my gosh we, so we, <laughs> we tried sending our dogs to the uh, to boarding we tried boarding our dogs when we were traveling Two weekends we ago. We did board our dogs. Oh, no, 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 we did. Three weeks in a row, which could be the reason why they got bad report cards because they were just missing us on the last weekend and they were like, what the hell is going on? But yeah. Yeah. And the They're last not bad boys, but I guess, I don't know. The It was so bizarre, you guys. The daycare people sent me an email when I was in Chicago and they were like telling me, they, they started off and they said, Louie had a really bad day today. Which I'm like, okay, what the hell does that even mean? And they're like, Louie had a really bad day and they um, 
he just doesn't understand social cues. Like he he'll run up to another dog and the dog will growl at him and he will um just start to like approach the dog again and he just doesn't understand that the dog doesn't want to play and I'm like so the other dog is growling at my dog and you're separating my dog from the group. Anyways, um that's beside the point, but <laughs> You're doing really yucky. Yeah, Grace was literally freaking out when we were getting the, when we were in Chicago. She got the negative report card, and she's like, "I'm so worried. What do I do?" I'm like, "We're in Chicago." I wasn't worried. I was just like, "Why the fuck are you telling me this? Like, yeah. I, there's nothing that I can do." It just pissed me off more than anything. I was like, "I'm literally on a vacation. Why are you telling me that my dogs? Like, I, I'm giving you my dogs and paying you." a substantial amount of money to make sure that my dogs make it through the weekend. Like, I don't care. Like, separate them, whatever, as long as they're safe, the other dogs are safe. Like, I don't care. I I, I know that I'm very minor, like, in the minority in that line of thinking. Some people are very, like, obsessive. They want to know everything. They want to know everything. I, I'm, like, here, like... You've got them. You've got them. It's your job. I'm paying you to do it. Take yeah. care of them. As long as I can pick them up safe and sound when I come back, then I don't give, I really uh, don't care what happens in between. But I know I'm very few and far between. Yeah, you are the exception rather than the rule in that case. I think most most uh, most pet parents would want to know. But all right, so you said you had you had something on your mind uh, earlier today. Well, not really. I mean, I mean, we just, you asked me what I wanted to talk about today. Yeah. And um, okay, so this topic keeps coming up on Instagram that I keep seeing on like a bunch of reels and all sorts of different stuff. But it's essentially it's like romanticizing your life is like the the buzzword or whatever you want to call it. So this topic keeps coming on up on Instagram about romanticizing your life. What does that even mean? To be honest, like I I think in my definition of the romanticizing your life, it's just like looking at your life the way that you would look at like someone else's life who you like aspire to have like you know what I mean so like I look at like I don't know like a travel blogger's life so in a positive sense yeah yeah yeah. so this is a positive thing not a negative thing no that's not a negative thing at all got it so I I think let me let me articulate what I think you're saying so so let's say I really look up to um like, let's say I really look up to Jeff, right? Jeff is just a random guy that I follow on Instagram. Um, and Jeff is killing it. He's crushing it. So I romanticize Jeff's life because I only see a lot of what he shows and, and the highlights. So so looking at my own life and also blowing uh, – how about accentuating the, the positives? Like looking at the things I have. Oh, this house. Man, I love my house. You know? Yeah, okay, yeah. So gotcha. it's essentially, it's like, for me, like, I look at a travel blogger and I'm like, wow, it must be so cool that they just get to spend their life traveling the world and experiencing different cultures. Like, if you guys didn't know, that's like my absolute freaking dream. But it's like taking a second to look at your own life and being like, wow, how cool is it that for the past three weekends I've gotten to travel to a new city, two of which I've never even been to before. Yeah. And then like... Or, wow, how cool is it that, you know, we get to, like, do all these crazy new adventures at this, like, peak, pivotal moment in our life and that someday we're going to look back on this moment. Like, basically, like, 
almost like storybook yeah, or yeah. like movie like, like telling line. the story of, of your, your life. life to yourself yeah from the perspective of somebody of else like a third party person exactly from the outside looking in so i i don't know i think i struggle a lot with being like in the moment and being very present because i'm just like a okay what's next okay what's next okay what's next and like in this time when we're going through so much change, I'm really just doing what I, like I, I know we started off with that, but like I'm really just doing what I can to get by right now. And like, that's how I've been operating, but like taking a second when I have the chance to catch my breath and like, instead of being stressed about everything that I have going on right now, because it would be very easy to like fall into, oh my God, we have so much to do and so little time. And like this list just seems never ending. It's like thinking about it as like, my life is a story and like all of the cool things that are happening as like blessings versus versus like stressors. Um, Man, you know, what's so funny. I mean, and I'm sure you, I mean, you can obviously attest to this more than anybody, but you, you say that phrase about romanticizing your life. And here's the truth. I, I, I have not seen that on Instagram and I don't know if that I've even heard that phrase before, but I think that I do that. No, you do. But I think I think what the difference is is I think it's just a matter of phrasing because like we talk about this topic or this idea um, relatively frequently, and I think in our personal lives, like I always struggle with like what I just talked about, like being present and being grateful for what I have, and like when Mark is saying it, it's almost like a Mark's really, really good at it, and I am not. And so I think this romanticizing your life has stuck with me because it's like a just a different like, tweak on what you do every day. Like, yeah, I, because I bring it up in a different perspective, like or in a different way. And I talk about perspective, and I and, always talk about experience. And I'm like, well, you know, I can't help but to wake up extremely grateful for my home and for you know our jobs and our companies and our friends and our this and our that and our dogs and our because I know what it's like I felt I felt I felt it like I know what it's like to wake up in prison like I know what it's like to wake up in solitary confinement I know what it's like to wake up in the hospital handcuffed to the bed like I you know so when I wake up and I open my eyes and and I have this beautiful you know person and grace laying next to me and i have this beautiful home and i have these two dogs that you know that 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 get freaking excited every time i come home and i have money in the bank and i have you know businesses that give me an opportunity to contribute to society uh to leave my mark and to make my impact to interact with people and make people's day like man i know what it's like to wake up with none of those things so like and and i'll do and and i'll and i'll sort of I don't say it like this, but when Grace and I are talking, like I do, I always, I always lean back on, well, this is my perspective, and I know it's hard for you to have this perspective because you don't have the same experience. Yeah. But and she hates it when I say oh, it I that hate way. It. Well, because so, a lot of times. So, no. So, but the 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 different way of framing it, the romanticizing your own life, is a is a totally different concept, and it's a totally different way of framing it. But it's the exact it's, same outcome. Yes. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's different means to the same, or similar or same end. But like, yeah, a lot of times for you, it's like, 
it could be so much worse. It could be so much worse. And I and that's my thing. Is it always like, could be worse? It could be worse. Fact. And that's very true. And like I don't want to make it sound like I'm not grateful for what I have. Like I have an awesome, amazing life. But for me, like I don't know. I think that that I, I lack a lot of that perspective because I've had a lot of different experiences than you and I don't know, for whatever reason, this way just seemed to resonate with me more. So yeah, it's been helpful. And like, I think it's cool that it's trending on Instagram right now because I think it's very easy with social media to romanticize other people's lives and other people's experiences because a lot of times it is like a highlight reel. And I see, I literally work in social media for 10 hours a day. And so I get caught up in other people's stuff and I'm like, To be honest, I don't consume as much anymore as I do, like, you know, put out content for my clients and stuff. But it's still so easy to see things online and be like, man, that that looks so cool. But, like, I know because I romanticize. Like, I mean, I'm sure to an onlooker, like, that's the thing. Like, that's the whole point, right? People probably look at our lives. People probably look at our lives and they're like, oh, it's so cool. Three weekends in a row. Little do you know, I'm freaking, I'm literally a zombie in the airport (laughs) right now. No, but, like, that's not what I'm saying. But, like, like, I think what my point with bringing that up was saying, like, people must look at our lives and romanticize our lives just how, like, we romanticize other people's lives that we see online why can't we romanticize our own life like other people mm-hmm. romanticize our life you know and it's like that goes for everybody like because you can pull points from everybody's life and be like man that must be really cool but the truth is there are ups and downs to everybody's life and it's it's weird because we feel like we know people with this like online virtual world but like i can mark and i especially right now because we've been so busy like you guys are only seeing two percent of what's going on like um, like i mean literally like hardly anything like i feel so bad because even my even our like best friends have been texting us and it takes me two days to respond i'm like hey i'm so sorry i've been spending every minute that i haven't been working packing boxes or planning out our furniture or like whatever and Mm -hmm. it's literally taking me so long to respond. I'm like, I'm sorry. I'm literally just have like zero mental capacity left at the end of the day to like sit down and go through and, and try to have full on conversations, even though I know they mean so well. I'm like, can I just pause this conversation and pick it up on Saturday morning when I'm moved in and like all settled down? Like, I'm sorry that I'm being this way right now. I promise it's nothing against you. I've just been sick and catching up and moving and shifting and doing all the things. So But I honestly think that this whole concept of romanticizing your life or, you know, really just trying to adopt a perspective similar to the one that I shared, I I think this concept is, it's honestly, it's not a concept. So I think the tendency to do this, you know, developing this habit and make no mistake, you can mindfully develop mental habits or tendencies like this, right? Because this is just a psychological thing. It's just you know, taking a second to actually acknowledge a certain perspective, right? Um, But I think that having the tendency to do this is one of the, I don't want to say it's essential um, to, to being, like to really experiencing true blissful happiness, but I really do. It might be an essential ingredient to maintaining that sort of happiness, 
because you, you know, without, without it, it's so easy to tell yourself a different story. Like think about, think about the fact that you're going to tell yourself a story either way. And if you don't have the tendency to romanticize your life and to romanticize that story that you tell yourself, well, I can guarantee you that I know that I know the story you're telling yourself. You're telling yourself the poor me story. You're you're telling yourself the comparison story that they have it and I don't. You're telling yourself the story that maybe you're not good enough or maybe you're not qualified or maybe you're not experienced enough or you're telling yourself a story that justifies the fact that your life is not what it could be instead of telling your story uh, the story to yourself about how you're just at this stepping stone point in your journey towards something great, towards that life that you've always imagined that you would create for yourself, right? And it's you can be in the exact same spot and those two stories hit you so differently. And guess what? You're gonna feel, you're gonna feel something uh, that correlates to the story, to the tone of the story that you tell yourself. And then how you feel influences how you dict how you uh, how you show up on a day to day basis. You know, and how you show up on a day to day basis influences uh, the friend group that you develop and the opportunities that are presented to you. And so there is sort of it's it's. It's a, that story that you tell yourself is so important. And, and I don't think, not only do I think that you, you can ever achieve like true blissful happiness without the tendency of romanticizing your own life, but I think that when you get into the habit of romanticizing your own life in a realistic way, like not in a, you know, you know, like we're not saying lie to yourself, okay? Don't fucking lie to yourself. But when you do it in a realistic way, um, but always from a positive perspective, I think that I think that your life actually improves. Your, your life enriches. Like I think you attract more positive people to you. You get probably more opportunities presented to you, like a whole number of different things. So this is so much more powerful than, you know, just I don't know, just patting yourself on the back and making yourself feel good every day. Like it it really can change your life in a great way. And the reason why I'm saying that is because even though I didn't do it and frame it to myself as romanticizing my own life, I did do it from from the perspective of just adopting a different perspective and staying ever mindful of the fact that like, hey, I've had much, 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 much worse days than this, okay? And that helps me be okay with whatever's going on, you know, today. Um, but I can tell you, just through growing through that process, man, I, I'm... You know, it's so funny. I think about this too sometimes. Like, I did a podcast not, you know, a while back where I said people make the mistake of assuming that happiness is the default, right? That like happy is the default. And then in that show, um, I, I claimed or I whatever I, um, I don't know. I I I guessed that I think that people who are truly, truly, truly like blissfully um, happy, like that, 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 that radiating contagious energy, you know, people that have that all the time, I think those people are the exception rather than the rule. I think that, I think that unhappiness is actually the default. And I think that more people than not are actually unhappy, if not just neutral, right. But for sure, uh, people who are genuinely happy are the exception. That's what I think anyway. Okay. I could be wrong. Um, but I'm happy. 
you know, like I'm a happy guy. Like I, I, I have attitude and I, you know, if you, if you know me, if you've interacted with me, like I can be dead serious. I can be quiet. I can be all business. I can be, but at the end of the day, every day, and Grace and I have talked about this several times, like I'm fucking happy. Like I, I really am. And I would credit this perspective. Like it's 100% perspective like I like I struggle just like everybody else I have bad days just like everybody else I make mistakes I struggle financially I I struggle emotionally I struggle spiritually I, I get I adopt habits I stay consistent for a little bit then I fall off and then I you know and then I have to work on them all over again like I go through all the same cycles that everybody else goes through but I don't receive them I don't feel them the same and I think that it's because of my perspective. Like, I really do. And so this concept is massive. I Dude, that's awesome. I'm so glad that you brought it up. This is, I was, you know, kind of taking a shot at Grace before the show, saying, hey, listen, homie, you have not come up with a single topic of discussion yet. We've been riding this wave of Mark's ideas. All right, so I shot her a jab. You have and, a lot of ideas, buddy. <laughs> but but I, I have to say, this is a great topic. I'm, I'm glad you brought it up. Um, like do you have any, too. Yeah, do you have anything more you want to put on? The only thing I wanted to add was like, I, so, I mean, I've been thinking about this concept. I saw it first probably a month ago, maybe two months ago. And it's just kind of been lingering in the back burner. But this weekend that we are finally home, I made time. I intentionally made time to do something that I wanted to do, even though I knew in the back of my head, I was like, this is not the most effective use of my time. But I know that it's going to be worth it because it's because of its effect on my mental state and my emotional state. And just like, I don't know, it was kind of a trade off, right? Like you trade some time for some mental like relief, whatever. Um, and I went apple picking with my mom to a, like an apple orchard that we have grown up going to. And it was just such a nice, pleasant, like break from all of the crazy shit I mean awesome shit but crazy shit that we've been going through and um and after that and like just seeing that come up on my feet again like and this morning like just waking up and enjoying the fall weather enjoying my cup of coffee like it really I feel like today was like a really like good day it's the first day that I felt really good in a quite sometimes so and, and that's says a lot just because we've been going through so much craziness but I think it's because of that concept but also because I made time and, and made an intentional decision to do something that brought me reprieve and like I don't know if that makes sense I, I don't know if that makes sense to you but it's you know that looks different for every person that I'm not saying like go eat a Big Mac and like watch Netflix for two hours, like do something intentional that. Yeah. I think that people, I think that honestly on that note, I, I think that people actually think that like they're just misinformed in, in about what is, what, what is relaxing? Like what is, what is restorative? Like what is therapeutic? Mm -hmm. Like people literally don't know. And if you ask them, they'll say, Hey, what do you do to relax? They'll say, Oh, I watch my favorite Netflix series or I, you know, listen to this podcast or I 
whatever, or you know, I, I, I just you know scroll on TikTok and I and I watch funny TikTok videos. Like they think that they're relaxing. They think mm-hmm. that that's their me time. And the truth is, like that is it's it's literally having the opposite effect that you want it to have. So your subconscious I, is all consuming. Yeah, I just <laughs> I just think it's important to make that distinction. Like you went apple picking with your mom. You got outside and nature. Like I was hardly walk, on my phone at put all. Put your phone away. Like that's the kind of thing that is truly restorative. So, um, but cool. All right, guys. Appreciate you so much, as always. Thank you so much for listening to the show. Um, hopefully, you guys enjoyed just listening in on uh, you know life updates and just these kind of conversations. If you guys have topics of conversation that you want Grace and I to explore on the show, or even if maybe, I don't know, maybe you have a guest, or even if you want to be a guest, or if you have a guest that you want us to have on the show, um, we love hearing from you guys. So thank you so much for listening. You want to take us out? Peace.